What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast, the official episode of Beats, Brews, and Points of View. Number 12, baby. We made it to three months in. Um, We're going to start off. We got E-Man here on my right. What's up? Check out this beautiful studio behind us, people that are on Facebook Live. Yeah, we it's just amazing. Went, we just got the Facebook Live video up. We got Nick in the background as well. Shout out to Nick Small. Hello, hello, hello. Nick Small of that casual who's out killing it. Somewhere in there. Yep. Hey. There he is. And before we kick this one off, I want to shout out Plymouth Rock Recording Company. That's where we're at right now. And uh, they are hooking us up with this official setup for us. Official like J. Dilla and yep. Mad Lib. Um, but yeah, so shout out to them. We uh, have the email for anyone that's interested in studio time and recording. What's that email? Hit them with prockstudioconnect at gmail.com. Oh, snap. So anyone looking for uh, studio time, we're in Plymouth, so any Metro Detroit artists, this is a great place to record. It's state-of-the-art equipment, man. Expensive mics, expensive everything. Can't you tell? Yeah. <laughs> and you got great engineers. Shout out to Toby and Tim and... And Nate and everyone that's helped us out today, we're uh, really appreciative of everything you guys have done. So um, with that said, we got to get into uh, RIP to a couple people. Quickly, I want to say RIP to uh, Jamel Robertson, who was a 26-year-old Chicago security guard who apprehended a shooter shooting up the nightclub that he worked at. And as he had the person apprehended, the cops came and killed him. Ugh thought he was the shooter so uh, i want to say r.i.p to a young uh, hero that's um, just rough to take in man somebody trying to do the right thing and you know that something like that happens it's, and and it makes you th- it makes you rough. think because like you you remember i mean you, we see a lot more of this now because of social media and everything but it's been right. going on forever so just another sad story of uh police brutality uh but um, I don't want to keep it super sad, but we got to go into one more RIP to a absolute legend to everyone in 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 music, in creativity, oh, 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 everyone who's oh, been trying oh. to be creative in life. <laughs> uh, Mr. Stan Lee, RIP to Stan Lee. I know E-Man that has created stuff he's going to want to oh, say man. about him. But uh, while we're pouring up these beers this week. This is like week, the year of celebrity deaths just affected me, and this is hard, man. 2018 is rough. Stan Lee created, like, a whole universe, like, for, you know, fanboys like me, and I know, like, millions around the world like me that just, you know, obsessed with, like, these comic book characters and everything like that. So to see somebody like that go, that's, you know, that's heartbreaking right now. And uh, I'm going to play some inspirational words um, by Stan Lee while we're pouring up our beer this week. E-Man, what kind of beer do you got for us this week? So over from our friends at Shorts Brewing, we got, you get a little drum roll. I don't want to knock over my mic. I again. wish we had like, <laughs> you no, know, I wish you got like like a soundboard going. One oh, day. dude, I'm gonna, I, I'm working on it. You just gotta get a royalty free one. We're got, we're trying to be uh, Apple boys, so we gotta be copyright hit friendly. Up splice or something <laughs> no, like that to no get there's one. some royalty free okay. ones that you can just get. They have like the soundboard and everything. It's got great. You. So we have from Shorts Brewing, we have the uh, the mole beer. So the mule beer. mule beer, mule beer, like a Moscow yeah, mule. Yeah, the Moscow like. mule, exactly. So it actually says it's best served in uh, copper. So you got like the lime and ginger. I'm not sure exactly what goes into it because I just kind of randomly grabbed it. We got it. plastic party but cups. Yeah, we got some. <laughs> we, so we don't have like Keeping the normal pint glasses, unfortunately, this week because we were kind of on the spur. So we got some uh, some turn up party cups right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so we're gonna pour up these but while we do it. Um, okay. I think anyone that's interested in being their own boss and starting their own business and just reaching out to their creative side listen to these words by stanley and uh 
See if they don't inspire you the way that they have us. Yes, sir. I'm doing what I enjoy doing. It's like other men like to play golf, so they play golf every chance they can. So you don't say to them, how come you're playing golf today? You played last week. It was the same with me. To me, it is such fun creating characters, writing stories. It's an exciting life. And when you do something that you know the fans seem to enjoy, that gives you such satisfaction, you don't want to stop. Being interested in what you're doing. Um, I know my father, the poor guy, it was during the Depression and he was out of work most of the time. So his life was shorter and it was because there was nothing really that he was doing that could interest him. But I think if you do what really excites you, it just keeps you going as, as long as possible. Believe it or not, I almost never have been stuck on anything. Writing comes very easily to me. Everything else in the world is tough, <laughs> but writing, I don't have any problem with that. I, it, I can't write fast enough to keep up with, what, with the things I want to say. I think whatever you do, you should do what you most want to do and what you're best at. Too many people don't really do what their heart's desire is, but they try to do something else because they think, well, it'll be easy to get a job or to make money. And if that happens, then when you're doing it, you feel like you're working. But if you do what you really want to do, you feel like you're playing. It's easier for you to do. Um, I know I wanted to be a musician when I was young, but I had no talent for it. If I had wasted time trying to be a musician, I'd have either been a failure or I'd have been just an ordinary musician. But I love writing also, and it came easier to me. So I figured I'd stay with that. I think you have to do what you do best and what you enjoy. And um, I began to realize that entertainment is very important in people's lives. Most people, almost everybody, have lives that have problems and troubles and things to worry about. And if you can entertain somebody, take his or her mind off the things that would normally be bothering them, that's a good thing to do. Mostly, I've just enjoyed everything I've been doing, and I think my professional life has been a source of much pleasure for me. Well, I just want to say R.I.P. Stan Lee. That's uh, super man. inspirational. I like. I can watch that thirty times in a row, man. Like I feel the exact same way about this. I can relate that to starting this podcast, man. I went from feeling like I had this, like I was at the end of my. You know what I mean? Like I was at this job that I couldn't really get more promoted from where I'm at. And you just kind of start to feel like, is this it? Like this is everything? Like this is all that life had intended for me? And then you start something new. And now I f I f it makes me feel younger in a way because I feel like I'm striving to be something different now. And just watching stuff like that, it's awesome to me. So there's a, there, actually right before I started, like maybe like a month before I actually started Beats and Brews, not just the podcast, but like, you know, Beats and Brews as a whole, like the whole publication for it. 
um, my editor at Eastern Michigan, because I was writing for you know the Echo at the time. Mm-hmm. He was talking about this thing called the Hedge, and this actually goes out to anybody watching this right now, or anybody that'll be listening later. There's a thing called the Hedgehog concept, which kind of actually changed my life a little bit, if you really think about it. So it's combining these three things, kind of like a pyramid. So you combine what you're good at, what you're passionate about, and what you can make money off of. You're kind of trying to find what you know what is that thing that has like that trifecta that gives you that those that three elements and you kind of build off of that and then make your craft around that like me personally like i you know i love writing and i love doing music and you know i love craft beer obviously so that's kind of what beats and brews came from it really spawned from just my passion for those you know those couple things that i just really want to turn into something you know something unique something that really i actually really like doing and then i'm you know i'm blessed with the opportunity to make this my full-time job now so you know, I'm happy to have say that. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. And it's, yeah. and uh, I think bigger that like, Stanley's so much bigger than just the comic books itself because, like, for a lot of young people, for me, my biggest ones that I was into was Spider Man and the X Men. Like Wolverine was my everything when I was a kid. Like that was like the best, you know. And um, bigger than the comic books, it's the it's is the fact that he taught you like good versus evil, right from wrong when you're a kid because it's like a cool way of teaching you that and he always related things to like people aren't like every one of his every one of his comic book characters had flaws but it was about overcoming those and and they were they were human yeah there was a very human element to all of like even though it's like these crazy different marvel worlds but i'm gonna kick it over i'll let you talk about it e-man because i know e-man's real into comic books and i haven't been as followed closely as uh as i used to so I'll see what you wanted to say about Stanley I mean, for a little bit. I mean, the best part about Stanley's universe, like the whole Marvel, like there's literally a cult following for the Marvel universe. Like people, you know, live and die by that shit. Like from the movies to the comics to, you know, like the the figurines and stuff like that. Me personally, like, I, I love comic book movies because it takes me out of my head and gives you like kind of like an alternate reality like type deal, for, you know, just for a little bit. It's kind of like that. And then. Even stuff like, say, like, you know, Yamakon was a couple weeks ago, or you got, you know, what's that, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, who that actually, the guy who, the president of that just passed away, too, by Really? The way. Yeah. Jesus. That's a whole different thing. So, what was RP the dude that started Marvel with? Uh, oh, Kirby, not Kirby, not Jack Kirby. Kirby. Jack yeah, Kirby. Kirby, yeah. Jack Kirby? Jack Kirby. Yeah. He passed away, I think, I, I a heard, while like, in 94 ago. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he passed away a while ago. Yeah, but yeah. And, you know what's crazy is it's cool that like all these big directors have given uh, Stanley these cameos, and I'm sure they paid him a little bit because he sold the oh, rights to Marvel to. a long time ago, didn't he? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he sold them like back in the day. But he was also like a World War II Army vet. Um, I think he served like in the early four, like 42 to 45. I, I think I said, I think I saw maybe on there or something like that. But um, yeah, man, that's super inspirational to me. Um, the comic book world—that's that's the other cool thing about him. He lived in nine, ninety-five years. Is like that's oh man, that's ninety-five all you ask years for. is ridiculous. Like, ninety-five like, years is you crazy. Did a lot. And, <laughs> you did and a then lot with his legacy will go way further. It'll live outlive all of us. It'll no, outlive his, all of his, his kids. kids. It'll outlive forever. Like, like the, like the Marvel like, universe will live on past his, like way past his children's children. Right. Like for sure. Like that man created a whole universe from scratch between him and Jack Kirby, obviously, but. Yeah, like, uh, and not man, also, and also, what they've been accepting to hip hop. Oh man, it's, they've embraced like hip hop so much. You, do you remember like the uh, the hip hop line they did? Yeah, uh, where they're doing all the comic book covers. Jewels, one, fuck, uh, what's the name? Starboy, like, uh, they did. Yeah, they did the one weekend. for Starboy. No, yeah, the they weekend. Did one for that was his actual Ju- album cover. Oh, was it? His, oh, yeah, his actual right, album yeah, you're cover. Right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I would be honored too if Marvel made yeah, me. I'd be like, fuck, yeah, preacher. Yeah. 
Um, uh, you want to talk a little bit about this? The Mos- oh, yeah. We, yeah, we probably should talk about the beer a little bit. We got a little wrapped up in the Man, it tastes just like a Moscow meal. Yeah, it tastes exactly like a Moscow meal. Honestly, like, I got no, like, really faults with this beer. It's kind of delicious because I've been really drinking too hard I really wish I had, like, a normal so. cup just to show you guys, like, the head and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's got, like, a really medium, like, medium to high head, high carbonation to it. It has all the elements of Moscow Mule. I'm not sure what malts or anything like that. I'm going to be keeping 100 with you. I kind of just randomly picked it up like an hour ago before the podcast. Shorts has got a lot of good stuff, though, yeah, man. Like so. I always like, you know, Shorts has a space. What's that? Space Rock is their most popular one, I think. For yeah. Instance. Shout out to Shorts. Yeah. At Casuals played there. Nikki's on yeah. microphone three over here, by the way. He's out in the video. We but are a huge fan of Shorts out there. At Casual loves your beer, mm-hmm. um, even though I don't drink anymore. Damn, it's good. And, uh, <laughs> you guys really know what you're doing over there. And all the, all the staff that works there, let me just say they're all fantastic people. That's awesome. Um, some of the staff have actually come to some of our downstate gigs, which, I, you know, to me, it's, it's like. When's the last time you played there? It's a family. Um, it has been several months. I would say maybe uh, the beginning of the summer, I think. We might nice. have done a couple of North you know, Run gigs. I think um, Chir- did, did Chirp Chirp played there before. Chirp right? played there, there too. You know, Desmond Jones, they play there. I actually got to – so Shorts was actually one of my first interviews for Beats oh, and nice. Brews. I didn't get to meet them personally, but they, you know, contacted me, like, via email and stuff like that. Sweet. It was, like, maybe, like, the first month I started Beats and Brews. They were, like, one of my first interviews. Between that and, like, Hopcat, like, my first two. Right, right. But, yeah, so i am always been a big fan of that. Like, Space Rock, for instance, is, like, the first – Gluten-free beer, I think I've ever had, oh, yeah. which is fucking weird. I didn't even know that was gluten-free. Yeah, I, did not, I didn't free. realize Space Rock is gluten-free either. Space Rock mm. is gluten-free. Mm. I didn't know that either for yeah. the longest time. Mm. But, and that's your most popular one, too. Right. Yeah. We did that one on the podcast, didn't we? Or did that I was just, probably one yeah, of I might have just had part, that. Yeah, I might just kind of had it on hand. Like, mm-hmm. Space Rock is one of the ones you just kind of have on hand. Right. I want to say that clip that you played, man, like the dramatic music to me. <laughs> oh, the made music it. made it. <laughs> I was dude. just like, tell me more. It <laughs> tell me more. Up, like, oh, yeah, yeah, man, need any more wisdom. Emotional. But, you know, hey, guys, it, you know, just something that I personally connected on with that, you know, currently I, I wear a lot of hats. Um, I got involved He's here. wearing a hat right now. I actually am wearing that. a hat. <laughs> that's a Carhartt hat, so that's a working man. Hey, right shout out right? Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Detroit. Shout out. That's Detroit. Detroit. Yep, yeah, that's right. Shout out my uh, sister's um, best friend, Sam, that works there. But, you know, I, I, I'm currently working many jobs. I, I do studio management here, which is a new thing for me. Um, I've just kind of got involved about a year and a half ago, and I worked my butt off. And uh, now I'm happy to say I'm actually a part of the team. But apart from that, I uh, play solo. I am a, in a band, Act Casual, and then you've I teach him, music. You've heard us talk about this guy a We've lot on our podcast. We've talked about him it's and fu- Act it's Casual. It's nice to have him finally here. Several times. But so, yeah. none, of that, <laughs> none of that means really shit. It's great. It's cool. But what it means is that, well, it does mean shit. What I'm saying was I'm not saying that to like boast. I'm saying that to say I, I do many things and I'm constantly busy, but none of it feels like work. Not, you know, we just yep. all, hey, shout out to these guys for coming to the studio and, and working their butts off for a couple hours, cleaning out the other half of the what was the basement down oh, here. Oh, man, we so got to put up some before and after. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, it looks so nice over there now. But this whole place is crazy, man. This, I've, this whole I've been place here is like, sick. Last time I was here, it was like five years ago. And then I came here the other day, and I was like, this is like the basement so much I different. was definitely here like a couple weeks ago. So like, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I was awesome. definitely here a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but yeah. Hey, but I it didn't feel like work, right? Because no, you got to do this tonight. I'm thinking about doing this tonight. 
So. And then we're going to another rap showcase after this at uh, Club Above. What's the name of that showcase? Club Above. Oh, from the D to the D. Shout to Dre Dab, yeah. who's you know a friend of our, our podcast. Our, too. our uh, y- uh, one of our young favorite artists, our young Lebanese star, fucking YG Habibi's like, out there. Yeah, you got Keep It G, like a bunch of people from there. That Wanye, uh, like a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, on that yeah. Show. Yeah, I don't know why, like, yo, I can't wait for YG, like, to have an album out, because I want to see what the rest of it sounds like. Is it, yeah, I, do, I, <laughs> I really do, man. I, I don't even know how old he is. He might be my age. I, I think no he, nah, he's, he's young. I think I'm he's sure like, he is, like, but him and Rocky Five, dude, they're dope dudes. Yeah, Actually, Rock, I talked Rocky's, to Rocky's my boy. I, like that I talked to Rocky yeah. Five on Instagram the other day, and I thought it'd be cool if we had him and what? YG what on at the same episode, because they're both part of that medallion gang thing. I mean, they both do their, both, they do their shows together. They the do their shows. Party. They're really so good yeah, friends with each so. other, so I think it would make sense to have them on together to chop it up about their music. They both got new shit bubbling out that we like. Um, I think, I'm not sure, if, did he drop it yet? But he has a video for that Sober track coming out. Rocky Five does. I, know I saw he, like a I little saw, like, teaser a little for teaser, it, but yeah, I was, I'm uh, not sure if the official Rocky one came out. Actually too was on that. Okay, um, that's cool. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think it's out yet. Well, shout out Rocky Five yeah. and YG, BB. We like you guys, man. Uh, we're excited to have you on. And then a couple other ones that are going to be in the future that we're going to have Nick on when he's ready to drop his album. That's going to definitely yeah. be. We'll have him on there, maybe even playing some music if you guys are lucky. Um, Brad and then set us up too. Yep. Yeah. And then I talked to one of my good friends. Well, I was really close to them in high school. His name's Andy Case. He uh, started a website and a company years ago called uh midwestern gentlemen and it's all things midwest and it's just about uh how how to stay classy as a midwestern gentleman out here and uh, i talked to him about possibly getting on the podcast so um i hopefully we can get that arranged soon um so yeah i'm gonna have to call him soon and then hopefully courtney bell as well the detroit artist that we played on the top of our podcast last last week i reached out to him and he said he'd be open to it um so yeah, man, things are going up for this podcast. Uh, little by little, every week is getting better, and then uh, well, let's get to these uh, music, the music releases oh, of the week. Oh, quick shout out. Uh, next, not next month, two months from now. So I, I, you know, I didn't do a release party for my album. Uh, we're gonna do. Be careful. Be safe. Be careful. Be safe out right now. Anyway, so what we're, what we're gonna do is uh, have shout out to Speak Mahogany. Yeah, say it. <laughs> be careful. Be safe. <laughs> you want to just whisper it throughout the rest of the episode? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Okay. Can that just be a running joke from now on? Like, we'll just uh, <laughs> subliminally <laughs> say things that are about to come. Fancy baskets. Alright, so shout out to uh, Speak Mahogany and the Dirty News. I'm actually going to be playing with them January 19th at Ziggy's in Ipsy. So that's actually going to be. So I'm going to headline that show, but it's going to be for a release party for uh, the Dirty News. So, yeah, shout out to all those guys, Miles, Justin, uh, Alex, Trevor, all those guys. They're, they're dope. And then Paris over at uh, Speak Mahogany and all the rest of those guys. Shout out, I don't know their name by hand, unfortunately, but, yeah. Yeah, shout out to all those guys. Yeah, they're, they're dope. So, I'm happy, you know, I'm happy to be a part of that. All right, uh, so this so week with the music releases, I'm going to kick it to you first because I listened to damn near 14 albums this week, so I got a lot of shit to talk about. So, right. I'm going to kick you Let's off first. the phone, man. <laughs> I actually listened to quite a few, not nearly as many as you, but I had some time on Monday. I went in while so I was cleaning the house. Did you hear your? Uh, let me actually. Let me start off a single release first. Did you hear the XSX Tantian one? Bad that came out. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. Were you? All right. 
I didn't hate it. I don't. I, I like more of like I. I'm just not into like the emo rap singing shit. Like it's just not for me. So you won't get into my next one. I actually listened Probably. to the Trippy Loretta album. Yeah. Okay. So you, can talk you know about what? It wasn't bad. So I don't actually. A lot of people hate on Trippy Red just kind of how he looks and stuff like that and like his demeanor. He's actually not that bad of an artist overall. I see the allure. Really it's just I just it's it really one of those is. that I, I file in the not for me, but I totally see the allure. Yeah, I understand it's it. It's kind of like how like Eminem said about Yachty, for instance. Like you can see why people like him. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't mind Trippy Red. I actually like his music overall, but yeah. You know what that stuff kind of reminds me like that style of like hip hop that's coming out. It almost reminds me of like when like the punk pop emo shit was it popular, is exactly like exactly like that. And, like yes, all that that's stuff. A very like it's good like comparison. It's like that kind of like that grunge. It's kind of like the modern not nearly as good before I get into <laughs> no, that. No, no, you're now. good. I, I know before, what you mean. You before can... I get called, like, music No, 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 I would never. Like no, it's, 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 almost, it's kind of comparable to, like, when, like, say, like, Nirvana and uh, Pearl Jam and all those guys. Uh, yep. Who else? Who else was in that group? Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. I mean, all of them. Soundgarden, Alice like, in Chains. Yeah. That one's my favorite, Alice in Chains. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, there's just unlimited shit that was out of that kind of reminds me of, like, that, like, kind of, like, Grunt like emo rap is kind of like comparable to grunge. I feel like these days. Yeah, grunge and like <laughs> even like like the used dashboard confessionals shit like that. Like, oh yeah, the you I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a whole different genre. Like too. that screamo shit, man. I was into that for a year. I remember going to like a couple like my parents took me in like seventh and eighth grade. Me and Birch to like eighty nine X stole Christmas, and it was like Woo. boxcar racer, the used. Zwan, remember that like off brand band that Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins made? It was like Zwan. I don't even know. Like they weren't that good. Um I think it was also because I was into like two minute pop punk songs at the time, and they played like fourteen <laughs> tracks at the show live. So I don't know. Uh, next one I listened to uh, somebody I never heard of, but apparently it was on Quality Control that Jordan Hollywood album. No idea. I actually listened to it. It was pretty good. Good. It was Rapper? very good. Yeah, he's on. Uh, he's on Quality Control, so that's like good. Like the QC label. shit. Yeah, yeah. All the Migos and Migos, uh, Lil Yachty and yeah. all that shit. Not a bad. Not a bad album. Yeah, uh, that's cool. I liked it. My my underrated pick of the. Like bunch though, my favorite album out of this group, the Underachievers. The Underachievers album. Talk about it. Dope. I love that. Oh man, I was not ready for after the rain. Yeah, Yeah. I was not ready for it. So Lightspeed would think was my favorite track on there. Yeah, man, they're um, they had a lot of good ones though. So it was kind of they're my favorite group out right now. I can say that boldly. Um, with a close second to Flatbush Zombies, man. I think those two like two groups in hip hop are just like really pushing the envelope as far as creativity goes. Um, the Underachievers will really have you like it it's like deep deep lyrics but like the 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 production the production is super on their smooth, projects man. is on point and it's really not comparable to anybody and think. like it's i wish like that. man i wish so badly we yeah. could play like clips of this music but but like there's like the lyrics like, the lyrical content has changed like he's talking about how like he used to like on one of the well, actually let me pull this up real quick so all right um i want to get the track name right Let's see. It's off. I think it's like one of the first couple tracks right. on here. <laughs> um, I think it's on Lightspeed, but oh, one of the. Man. I think it's on Lightspeed, but one of them where he's talking about like, um, basically changing his mind frame from talking and like pushing, smoking weed and doing drugs to really like thinking about who this is affecting and like the kids that are listening to his lyric and trying to push a di- different message because. Uh, because I think a lot of people are affected by how many people are dying from all this stuff, you know? So, like, uh, yeah, it's dude. cool to hear, like, a more positive message in a lot of young artists. Like, Joey Badass is doing that a lot now. And, like, Switch over even, that conscious, like, like style. more like a hippie style almost even. Like, a hippie, it's like a hippie, hippie conscious. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> it might be. I think Hi- Joey Badass hippie, calls himself a hippie. Hippie hop. <laughs> hippie hop. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, no, shout out to the underachievers, man. They're super uh, special. I think anyone that's into like that smooth, laid back in the pocket hip hop, this is this album's for you guys. On the EDM side, I did listen to that Stevie Oki album. I did not. Neon so Future Three. It was one. not bad. Actually. Not bad. It was pretty good. I liked it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I, get, the sound I get shit about Stevie Oki for some reason. I don't know. Well, I love cake and throwing in my yeah. face. That's yeah. cool thing, right? Isn't that <laughs> like, so gimmicky? I actually bro. watched like, his I documentary. Oh, the one on Netflix. And you know what's funny is like I almost said. I'm done playing the guitar. I'm about to be a DJ. Like, I was <laughs> You're like, close. I don't even know. Like, fucking where else where the money's at? <laughs> no, it's not. You know, I was laughing on the inside because I got Nick, so do into it. the documentary, yeah. which totally happens. You get sucked oh, yeah. in. Yeah. Netflix is I didn't like. That. I didn't know his dad actually started Benihana until right. That, yeah, until I had no idea. Wait, what? That's a thing? Yeah, Steve Elk's dad started Benihana, <laughs> and it was a professional wrestler. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. he's like trying to like compete with his dad, yeah. as like all of us, right. you know, men seem to you know ha- do sometimes. You know? Oh, it's dude, like, that's hilarious. It's like, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I didn't listen to that album. I've never. I, for me, like, I, I don't know if I just like never gave it an honest shot because like it just always seems so gimmicky. I saw like the whole cake thing, and I'm like, who the fuck wants a cake in their face? Like, not the, a the damn person. To be honest with Silly. you, but I don't know. I personally, it depends on what kind of cake. What? what yeah, that's true, man. If they do like an ice cream cake on me, I fair might be, I might be all set like, with that. But maybe nah, they just give it to me I'm so I can just eat it. I'd rather just eat it. With frosting. Yeah. I've never been like a big cake guy. More of an ice cream cake guy for sure, though. E-Man needs to talk to them. Yeah, I'm I'm messing up. So I'll start talking to the mic a little bit more. Uh, Another album I was checking out. I was kind of just going through like my little archive there. I had a chance to check out a little bit of uh, Neff the Pharaoh. I never even heard of him, but I've heard of him, but I don't know much. I just like the he's a hip hop artist. Yeah, he's hip hop. So I was checking out like it had like the kind of like the Vice City style album cover. It was Mm -hmm. called Vice Versa, which is the name of the album. Not bad, you know, typical like. Not necessarily street shit, but yeah. you know, like that. You know, you know the sound. I'm I know about. what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did listen to Imagine Dragons album though. How was that? Before I flip it, uh, I liked it. Yeah, it was probably one of the better albums I heard from them in a long time. So, what was the one with uh, Radioactive on it? I'm not sure. I've never been a big fan of theirs. I, th- I think it just um, might be called that one, Radioactive. That one actually. remix track that they, I think they performed the one with Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick on there, yeah. where they were just spazzing out, and there was like fucking like paint. It was night visions, by the going way. Off and stuff. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, that was that, a sweet that live performance was actually really dope. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so, um, anything else? One I to? did want to check out and I didn't. Maybe you did. I che- I did. I was actually curious about the Diggy album, to be honest with you. Which one? Oh, the Diggy. I didn't yeah, listen to that. I didn't listen to it. That, I never listened to Rev Runs Youngest Son. Uh, did you me. listen to Too Short? I listened to parts of Too Short. There's a track with uh, with. Schoolboy Q and Joyner Lucas on there. That is crazy as shit. That's a good track. Um, and then one last one, little quick, just to cover, just to cover the hip hop bases. Uh, little Dirk. I didn't listen to Little Dirk. Me either. I've been meaning to check it out. Yeah, shout out to Little Dirk. I, I want to check yeah, it out. I just didn't listen like, to it. That's yet. like drill shit, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like you know, like your Chief Keef style. Yeah, that's a little yeah. hard for me to get into. It's a little like. Uh, I respect it, but it's just un- it's a little too unrelatable to, <laughs> to me. You know, I'm like, it's intense. I didn't know Snow Patrol put out an album, and I kind of want to check I that out. That. That I saw that. That and all that remains. Actually, those two I got on the back burner. So that, along with the Diggy album, and along with the, uh, uh, well, not the, who did I, who, damn, who did I just say I was about to listen to, and I, I didn't yet? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I can run, maybe you'll, it'll jog your memory yeah. when I run down mine. Um, I think it was a little Dirk when we were just talking about I didn't listen to yet, but I was planning on it. So I'll just uh, I'll just read these so off Neil, to, yeah, the, go for to it. the order in which I listen to them. 
The first thing I listened to because I got excited on there was Fleet Fox's first recordings from 06 to 09. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with Fleet Foxes, they are kind of like a folky indie band. Um, Robin Pecknold, the lead singer, is just like a, for me, just a brilliant songwriter. Brilliant. And singer. They, uh, Fleet Foxes is cool because they have like a lot of really sweet four-part harmonies and like just, this is really like beautiful music. And um, so they put out like a four-part recording. So there's four albums on it, but I, mean, I don't really call it albums because you're on the digital shit. But right. So the first two are their first album and EP, which I had already heard previous to that. And the fourth one was uh, acoustic performances and alternate versions, which was cool, but I had heard some of those songs too. And like there was some covers and stuff on there. But then the third album was completely an unreleased album that I had never heard before, and it was amazing, dude. I was floored by it because uh, some of Fleet Fox's like newer stuff, like their newest album, is more like calm and subdued, and this unreleased album is like really upbeat and up tempo, which I enjoyed a lot to hear. It was like a nice change of pace, even though it's I guess technically an old album, but it was just nice to hear. It was cool, and I think uh, at the time. Before Josh Tillman, a.k.a. Father John Misty, who played drums for them originally and then went off and did the solo thing, I'm pretty sure he was still in the band in 06 to 09. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he was. I'm going to quote you on it. And I think I think he is because when I was listening to the third album, you can like hear like he has a pretty distinct voice, especially now that I've heard a couple albums of his solo music. So I feel like I can kind of hear his voice like harmonizing in the background. So I think he was in the band for some of these recordings, at least. Word. Um. So that was the first one that I listened to that I was floored by. And then Floored, bro. And then I went on to Muse, which um, Muse. Oh. I didn't have high expectations for because like I was a little nervous because they came off an album where they tried to like do dubstep records, which really was a giant miss for me. That's what I wanted to check out, and I'm but glad you mentioned it. Okay. I'm happy to say I really liked it. Good. And it's not like it's pushing the envelope, but it's perfectly what I wanted from a band like Muse because – for me, when you have a band that's established, like bands like Muse, like people that are still like really, really talented and still in the forefront of music, like Muse and Radiohead and the Chili Peppers, people that have been around forever but are still rocking out, I'm glad that they didn't try to like venture into like doing like more of those weird dubstep tracks. Like when Korn did that, it was silly to me. Twisted I never understood that. Like this is a very Muse album. It sounds like like your classic early Muse shit. Like they're just. They're following that path. They're not trying to go anything crazy, but there's a lot of fun stuff on it. And I feel like Muse almost like now makes music to suit their live show. I feel like they write it to fit into the scheme of what they want to do for this live show because they do these like cabaret shows live that have like a storyline. I don't know if anyone out there has seen the uh, DVD they put out. It's called Live in the, the Rome Olympic Theater where they're – playing this crazy like it's in 3d you can watch it in 3d like on the tv that's really cool but, um, actually <laughs> it's crazy they had like dancers and like actors like this whole like money and greed so it's like thing, a whole like, uh, production type dude it was like that's I, really I could sick. see muse being like a vegas show like having like a vegas residency because it's, it's like a show like, show uh, how you know like how they do like the pink floyd light show and stuff right like that? right like that whole production right which is amazing, by the or way. Or that, or who? Another one who does stuff like that. Tool. Tool does a lot of stuff yes, like that too. Tool. That's great why their tickets that. sell yeah. out. He does a lot of that with Pussifer yeah. too. Like Pussifer does like a, uh, Maynard's like off uh, other band or whatever. They do a lot of like that cabaret stuff. Oh, too. you know who who's doing that recently? Rapper wise, Travis Scott. Oh, dude, have his, you seen his, Travis Scott's stage? I want to go to one of his. Travis concerts. Scott has a insane. fucking roller coaster on the stage. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, yeah, I saw <laughs> him do like a loop. <laughs> it was crazy as hell. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I actually want to play a clip of that. There we go. All right, cool. Um, Got the shock mount. All right. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw like him rapping while this thing was like going in like a loop. I'm like, what? Yeah, he was like legit. Right like, went, so he has like an actual one that goes around completely. And then he has like a like a Ferris wheel type one too. Like you remember how Tommy Lee and then, and then you read next week that oh Rockstar died in a right. tragic stage accident. Well, you remember yeah, back right. in the day when Tommy <laughs> Lee had that like drum rig where it would like flip his shit like in Tra- this uh, like upside Travis down. Travis Barker is that who? It is oh yeah, from? he would do that. Oh, Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come, I I was at it, so I think I was eleven or twelve. I've seen Blink One Eight Two twice. Totally <laughs> shouldn't have been going to a Blink One Eight Two Green Day concert. I was right. the same shit. And went. And his drum riser came out above the crowd and it's flipping and he's strapped in and he's doing a drum solo. That's crazy. So crazy. I remember Today, I saw like craziest thing I've seen. the Slipknot drummer, I forgot his name, but he was drumming upside down and shit, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I, I, that wow. or one of, one of the cool things I, I heard about was Tech Nine rapping backwards, nice. which is damn near impossible. I can't Joyner do Lucas shit. does that too. He's got a song called Backwards where the, the dude like he starts out, he's like, I bet you can't record or spit a verse forwards. And then have it mean something totally different, but using the same words backwards. And he's like, oh, yeah? And he does three fucking verses. Kidder did that with a whole album, technically. (laughs) It's crazy. No, I mean, like. Oh, actual the words. Literally, like, he he spits them forwards and then spits them in the same, like, from the back back to front. front, And it still makes sense with a different meaning. That's that's nuts. He's an insane person. Um, Shout out to uh, Grove go, go Studios. On, if real you like Joyner Lucas, go on YouTube and type in backwards. It's like him and his buddy sitting on a basketball court. That's the clip you'll see. It pops up. That's the one. It's crazy shit. My buddy Sean Davies showed me that shit. Shout Sean Davies. He's the one that put me on to Joyner Lucas originally. He's like, dude, have you ever heard of him? No, not really. And then he played me a couple of his videos, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this dude's out of his mind. <laughs> so uh, I, I've yeah. never heard. I've never seen that actually. I want to check that out. It's bro. amazing. I'll we'll, we'll watch that shit we'll after. Watch that probably in a minute. Yeah. He probably that, that's probably one like I I wish I had a check before this because that one's probably not even copyrighted because that's before he blew up and I think it was just like the videos he was putting out on his own, but uh, but we won't play it just for in just in case. Yeah, just you don't want to get popped on Facebook or you know copyright shit. So all right, and then <laughs> so well my next one after that after the Muse album was a new band that I was not familiar with before called Steelism. I didn't get to do a drum roll. <laughs> ah shit! <laughs> Steelism and the album is called Ism, and it's just a duo, like a really great slide guitar player, and then one that plays electric guitar, like different like space. It's like really like surf rockish, like it's surf. got a lot of like that, that's like, SoCal style, like, yeah, like surf rock slash like desert rock kind of shit. Like um, it's instrumental mostly. They have. Uh, singers featured on a few songs, but I, w- I really enjoyed it. And the way that I found out about it actually is off the next artist that I'm going to talk about because they were on tour together. And his name is Car- Carl Bromel, who is the guitar player slash saxophone player from My Morning Jacket. And he put out a solo album called Wished Out. And him and Steelism are on tour together and i saw them post that kind of reminds i don't know why it just name reminds me of something and we're like hey what's up bro what's up bro, bro, bro name it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bro montana <laughs> bros of stalin <laughs> um bro yeah so those two are really good those are more of like the rock driven ones um that i listened to and then i kind of got into like the uh jazz 
for like the next four of them in a row, and I'll name those off. Some There's jazz albums? One is the band called Prep, which Nick listened to, too. I sent him. I was like, dude, you got to check these guys out. It's four dudes. I don't know if they're trying to be mysterious, but I cannot find out who they are. The bio on everything just says that it's a hip-hop producer, a singer-songwriter, a classical composer, and a house DJ. Are you talking about the album that you sent me the other yeah. night? Why I so I listened to it while I was cleaning. Yeah, I clean it uh, a couple hours. It's crazy, right? You know, once a week, and uh, I was jamming, dude. Dude, it was jamming <laughs> by like that. It it's was like, like who? I don't even know what this what is right now. It was there was like so many like old school elements of hip hop mm-hmm. to it with just like this whole other spin. And you've been showing but me a lot of hip hop, but lately. we we don't know who the inv- individual people are. No, but it has like so many different kind elements in it. It's like it's it. like funky with like, like hip hop vibe, but it has like real. Poppy it kind of has like that like, it. like it's crazy. Like dude. that it's mysterious so kind of like how uh, what do you call it? I think it's called, Not MF called Doom. Line by Line. Well, right? MF Doom really too. Is that the name of it, Nick? Line by Line. Yeah, Line by Line. Line by Line. Yeah. Hollywood Undead when they did their shit. Speaking of which, I think they got a new album out. Like the, those masks, like people, uh, Daft Punk. Uh, yeah, dude. I, like oh. those, just like those mysterious people. Sia. That was another yeah, one. For I, I want to look up who is. I, that's one of the cases, like, this has been happening to me a lot lately. I've just been <laughs> trusting people's album art. Bro, if you're a new band or a new artist, make your album art dope because nine, I guarantee you, the I'm not the only person that just clicks on shit because it looks too. cool. And then I'm like, all right, let's see what this person like, got to offer. A hundred percent. For any musician listening out there, like, if you, you know, like the biggest, best way to actually get picked up, like random, like stuff, because I know how me and Neil look. We honestly, for stuff that I've never heard of, I just go off the cover art for the most part. Yep. Me too. I really like the, the cooler the cover art is, or the most like trippy it is. I'm like, oh man, this is dope. I'm gonna check this out. Like a uh, homeboy that you checked out, Ishtar or whatever. Ishtar. Was yeah, amazing. Ishtar. Yeah, right. yeah. It was like just like a random like photo of like a plant like getting water or something like that but it was like animated and i was like dude i want to check it this out sweet. this is sick yeah it was beautiful it was a great album too um and then so to continue a little bit even a little less poppy a little more funky was the next album by john Medeski's mad skillet and if you're unfamiliar with john Medeski, he's been in like Eight million bands. He's super duper prolific. This guy eight never stopped. Eight million bands. I'm, I'm not getting well, count them. I what study I, his licks all the time. Dude, he's, uh, yes, he's insane. He's he's a sick, sick, sick piano player who's been in Medeski, Martin, and Wood, uh, which is the first thing that I heard from him. My friend, little Brad Mitchell. Shout out to little Brad out in Chicago. Little Brad, um, Brad. He, uh, I don't know if you've ever met Brad. He's been out in Chicago not. for like five, six years. Well, since after college, really, but um. He showed me them when we were in high school, and they're like a three-piece jazzy kind of band. And then this stuff, this Mad Skillet seems to be a little bit more funk-driven, and it's it's got like a dancey vibe to it, and it's all instrumental, but it's it's phenomenal. Actually, you know what? There might have been a – I can't remember if there was a couple that had featured singers, but it's mostly instrumental, but it is like some really, really interesting music. Um, Word. And then to piggyback off, I'll just run through these jazz ones that I'll just mention off because they're kind of in the same wheelhouse. This next one reminds me of like Kamazi Washington t- style kind of music. Um, it's Marcus Strickland's Twilight, and the album is called People of the Sun. That was really cool. I like um, the name. Yeah, like me too. And the album cover's cool too. Um, and then this was this last one I had never heard of. I just clicked on with the album cover as well. I think it's pronounced Maisha, M-A-I-S-H-A. Maisha. <laughs> Maisha, yeah, Moesha, no, Maisha, um, 
and that's a London-based jazz group led by the drummer uh, Jake uh, Jake Long. His name is not to be confused with the football I'm player. I'm gonna say there's definitely a football um, player named Jake Long. But that is, and it's what's funny. It's called "There's a Line." Wasn't he a linebacker, Jake Long? He was an offensive lineman. Uh, well, a lineman. He was a lineman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, and then the last one, it's not actually a brand new album, but it's um, one that Steve Ponce from Dr. Pizza sent ah, me. Shout out to Ponce guy. and Dr. Pizza. <laughs> uh, big fans of their music. But uh, the dude's name is Kiefer, and it's called Kicking It Alone. And it's, like, jazzy, but it's got, like, a real hip-hop vibe to it. And then just some, like, badass piano playing over it. And so, so I would check out that. And those were the jazz ones I got, too. Um, we talked about the underachievers already. That was on my list. Oh, uh, JIDK is a rapper out of Maryland. Uh, he goes by IDK now. Oh, that's very bad. He put out an <laughs> album called IDK and Friends where it's featuring one of his buddies on every song, and it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, he's got a track on there with Denzel Curry. That was one of my that was my favorite track on the whole. You album. know how much I love Denzel Curry. If I yeah, that was say a great anything. song. Um, and then I went to that Little Dragon EP, which is a uh, I forget where that I think Swedish. Don't quote me on that. Um, but they're like a electronic pop band, and they made a dancey little four or five song EP called Lover Chanting that I enjoyed. And then last but certainly not least. Jamla is the squad too. Jamla, shout out to Ninth Wonder, Ninth, shout out Rhapsody, oh man, shout out GQ, whole, Heather Victoria, I love that whole that's on that so label. Much. Jamla um, squad. Ninth Wonder is one of my favorite hip hop producers of all time. He uh, has been, I think you know, he actually got his start, which is this is kind of a good little segue. He got his start um, because Guru heard one of his beats and the time that Jay Z was recording the Black album 15 years ago, which was the birthday ago. of it Today. yesterday. Oh, yesterday, yesterday, oh, yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, yeah. Which makes me feel old as shit because like yeah, that slightly. album does um, not feel fifteen years old. How many to me. albums has he put out since you know uh, his dude, last that was album? His retirement album. So Threat was It was supposed to be his retirement <laughs> album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Threat was the song, I believe. Wow. Um, Y'all want out pimp this threats. This this threats pimp. That's pretty good. Yeah, so Ninth got his start there and like Guru, like I just saw this little video that Ninth Wonder posted on Instagram. It's just Guru talking him up. He's like I didn't even know this man. I was like, how is this dude out of North Carolina just sitting at his house with this level of skill making beats? And he's like, I flew him out to meet Jay Z. <laughs> yeah, North Carolina. I actually, didn't know that. started. That's where Rhapsody's from. I know where Rhapsody's from, and I know obviously Jay Cole is from there too, even though he's not a part of there. Oh, but dude. The reason they brought me up because they brought they have a song together out. Yeah, now, they got Soldier yeah. on uh, on the new Jam was a squad, dude. Though yeah. it's like 22, 23 songs long. It's crazy. Woo! It's like a. Per- it's like it's that squad album, you know what I mean? He's just showcasing off everyone. I like He's that. got Busta on there too, which Busta's sounding better than ever. Like it makes me so excited. Busta Rhymes is album. never gonna go oh, away. Dude. I love, I love. I can't Busta. wait for his. I album love to come it. Out. I actually kind of want to look it up. He, he gets see. better every year, like with age. I don't it's, know. Co- it's it's if you look it up, it's under Ninth Wonder Presents. Um, Jam was the squad too. I actually didn't check that out. And I'm going but yeah, to it's know. got a lot of people featured on it. It's got Feral Monk on there and. Uh, Feral Monch, I'm sorry, Feral Monch, and the song is called Crazy, which kind of made me think of, I had like a thought about it, because it's got this like vibe, I was like, holy shit, I've never realized that there's, Danny Brown's been influenced by Feral Monch before, like, I heard Danny Brown and Feral Monch, right. and I was like, holy shit, that like, actually makes a lot so of sense dope to on me. a track together, especially this one, because like, the production on it is like straight up Danny Brown's alley. Yeah. So like Danny Brown has like that EDM kind of sound. And shout out Danny Brown, another beats. Detroit artist. Fucking if they uh, ever uh, link dude, up, that'd doing, be amazing. Are, uh, are we doing the uh, the Bruiser Thanksgiving? 
I want to, bro. That's that would be next fun. Week, That's the day right? before. Yeah, it's, it's against the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, don't quote me on that. I, I know, it I know it's Dude, that I'm same not week. Actually, usually I go to Indiana to visit family, but we're not actually going anywhere this year. I could probably I do that. I might rock the Bruiser Thanksgiving. Now. I might have to I do haven't that. Been, I haven't been yet. So but I yeah, last year he had Joey Badass with him, and I wanted to go to that. Yeah, he's got all the um, all the Jamla artists on here, and then you got your Conways on here. CJ Fly like, out of Pro Era's on Conway, here. Like, Black like Thought's got a track on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jay Cole's on here. Sir's uh, on here. Con- Big Crit's on here. David Banner's on here. Kanye <laughs> Twitty. <laughs> I mean, you got a lot of sweet That's people. That's a hell of a future. Really sweet Halloween costume. Con- Kanye Twitty. I want to make that a costume now. That's what I'm Thank saying. You. Thank yeah, you, Nick. Yeah. We're gonna. Uh, that's gonna happen. But since we brought up the 15-year anniversary of the Black Album, we can't go without recognizing the 25th anniversary of two of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time: Midnight Marauders by A Tribe Called Quest mm. and 36 Chambers by the Wu Tang Clan. Oh, yeah. Um. Shout out to both of those completely different styles of music, but both bubbling up out of New York. You Wu Tang out of Staten Island, obviously, and uh, I'm pretty sure Tribe was out of like Brooklyn and Queens. Those guys, yeah. um, Queensbridge. Uh, so, Midnight Marauders is like one of my favorite albums of all time. It's like that's like that the jazz samples. Like that's what Q-Tip is like one of my favorite producers because he was so good at sampling. So good at sampling. For people that don't appreciate sampling, I just want to tell you this. Hip-hop has bridged the gap for so many different generations of people. People look at it as disrespect. Like, I've, I've heard people say, like, oh, all they're doing is taking this song. Man. No, they're taking that song, flipping it. You know how And then, uh, like, that's how, like, you got Aretha Franklin in that most def appreci- sample. A, and this man, and that. every genre does Pay that to an extent. Kinda. Every genre kind of does that, oh, for yeah. like, to an aspect. Every. I remember, like, for instance, what's his face? Uh... Rakim, back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. When Rakim, Rakim was the first person to really throw like jazz into instrumentals and yeah. stuff like that. And another one of these. This actually tastes like a dude, those are really good. Those are dangerously good. They're only like 4% alcohol, by the way. 4.5. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not too dangerous, but kind of dangerous. But like, just like the actual aspect of it, like, I'm not sure who. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember when uh, Run DMC and Aerosmith collab oh, yeah, for the yeah, first yeah. time? With uh, Rock This Way. <laughs> yeah, that was like I think that was the first like rap hip-hop collab like around that time. Besides the Beastie Boys. I'm not going to include them yet. I, yeah, although was, the Beastie Boys are hella influential. I think that, that was kind of around the same time. I think the, yeah, the Run DMC thing I think Run DMC before. and Beastie Boys were both signed to Def Jam at the time. Yeah, but so, like, I, think, um, yeah. I think the Beastie Boys were on... Like, Run DMC blew up, and then the Beastie Boys were on the first Run DMC tour. And that's when Def Jam started ah, about, uh, that sounds pushing about Beastie right. Boys right after that. Yeah. That sounds about right. Okay, um, that makes sense. Which actually, they were just both on uh, Jimmy Fallon the other day. Uh, were they really? Yeah, um, Mike D and um, Cause I know one passed away. Uh, yeah, MCA passed MCA. away. Ed Rock and Mike D were on um, on Jimmy Rock Fallon. They were they have a book out. That's what it is. I kind of want to get that. Actually, they wrote a book about like uh, like growing up making the Beastie Boys music and shit. So I'd be interested in getting that. Um, but yeah, and then the Wu Tang Clan, Thirty Six Chambers, man, like it was like so left field like it was so like rizza's production was so like unpolished and raw and like not always in time but like it made this sound sound crazy because you had like these nine totally distinct different personalities rapping on these tracks which nine people in a fucking group was unheard of realized too speaking of uh wu-tang you know this was the anniversary of uh old dirty bastard passing away too it's his 50th birthday today today yeah today yeah 50th birthday live and uncut 
ODB. Shame on a nigga. <laughs> shimmy, shimmy, yeah. Shimmy, shimmy, yeah. Shimmy, no, yeah. Those shimmy, two yeah. albums, man. Honest, I'll go on record saying, like, I've probably listened to those two albums from front to back more than almost any album. And and that's coming from somebody that, you know, I'm hip hop's gr- great, but it's maybe not my favorite genre yeah, of music. Right. I do a lot of jazz and funk and blues, but man, I've listened to those. Shout out to the Tree Hut Boys back in the uh, in the day, <laughs> doing crazy shit in the Tree Hut in the back of my buddy's house. <laughs> it wouldn't be right if I didn't take a bathroom break while I'm uh, here, so I'm gonna let uh, Nick and Ian I mean, chop it's, it's, it's up like about the Swoosh Clan while I go pee. Sure, I'm gonna say what up to the peoples while yeah. I'm on my bathroom break. Got uh, Nick Small from that Casual coming in the Neil seat. Neil's gonna hey, potty break. <laughs> Super know, dirty. We're, n- we're not in the basement anymore, so it's kind of weird. <laughs> to be honest with you guys. But yeah, man, talk a little bit about uh, talk a little bit about the solo stuff you got coming out. Okay. Um. Well, hard work pays off, folks. Um. You know, I started here. I started working at the studio as a like a carpenter. Actually, my dad's a carpenter, and I learned from him. And the studio that we we're actually sitting in now um, was old living quarters, and it was just you know. It was time to update. Well, um, Chris, the owner, said, "Hey, come on to the squad. We're shout out we're to Chris building. A, yeah, shout out to Chris Brees. We're building a whole new studio in the basement. So I was fortunate enough to come here and work my butt off. So I've actually helped build these walls and and everything, which you know makes me feel you know I, I really have a lot of love for this place. Um, but in return, I I was getting studio time, and so I started off. Um, really, it started off with a list of songs. I said, "Hey, I have." I've written about 60 to 70 original songs, and I, I wrote them all down, and my girlfriend Ashley and I, we, we went through them and said, what, what 10 songs kind of make sense? What go together, you know? Right. And actually, one of the songs, the 10th song on the album that's now on the album, I wrote actually recently. Um, but I had a bunch of great musicians come in. Aaron Shady on drums, he was the first guy, old friend of mine. Tony Solis, uh, he was a uh, Plymouth local. I love dinosaurs. Right? I love dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, yep. I, I love grew dinosaurs, up in yeah. our, you know, in, in high school. I watched those guys play. Great, mu- great bass player. Graduated from Berkeley. His friend, uh, Chase Potter. Shout out to him. Great, amazing violin player. Amazing musician. Um, we got the ha- Paddlebots boys. Paddlebots, killing oh, man. it, man. So beastie, dude. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about, about the album, album slightly, and uh, so it just overall, it's just like great musicians. Just, equal. just for the record, Neil got demoted. He's on, he's on the other spot right now. Like three <laughs> he's in the darkness. <laughs> Catch the light. He's on sound effects duty, but you know, yeah. Thanks for asking, man. It's gonna be, uh, it should be out in a couple of months. You know, we're just finishing up the, some mixing and stuff like that. And, nice. You know, it takes a lot of time. Everything's done here too, right? Everything has been recorded here, so it's been great. I'm gonna say, yeah, I would show you guys, you know, the rest of the studio if I could, but it's all wired to my laptop. Maybe I'll post some stuff later. Like I got my other camera too. So this this studio, not this one specifically, this new one, but this studio's got history too. Royce the Five Nines recorded a lot of music here. Yeah, she got a couple Michigan bands. Uh, I think didn't even Greta Van Fleet roll through here once before. That's very possible. At least their manager with their new band. Their manager, yeah, their their old manager was just here with another band called Lovely Sand Dunes. Uh, they're from out in California. They did a lockout here, so they they were here for like an entire four four day long weekend. Um, that was real fun. Actually, they were the first band to actually record down here in the basement studio. So I bet I could play their song to outro tonight because they would probably love that shit. They have a song on YouTube that uh, I sent. I, I told them I was like, I love this song. It's called Lucy. They have a little music video for it. 
uh, but it's spelled L-U-C-E. I'm going to say Lucy, like, kind of like, I love Lucy, or Lucy, like, something like a single cigarette Lucy. No, it's or, yeah, like right. Lucy. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's definitely Lucy, like the name, but it's just spelled differently. So, But it's it's a sweet song. Her voice, her vocals are sweet, man. Those are young-ass people. And I think yeah, time, very like, interesting voice. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I like it. You want to take your seat back over, Bob? Yeah, All right. We're, we're, we're switching sides. <laughs> I'm saying the same, but those Please two are switching. Up in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> what up and shit? What up? Um... Yeah, so shout out to the lovely Sand Dudes. I hope the best for you guys. I'm excited for uh, to hear the album that you guys were recording while we were chilling in here. Dope. You ever get the thing where your phone just like doesn't want to calibrate the right way? Yep, oh, all the time. Cause <laughs> the interface on my phone is not that great. Anyway. Oh, I wanted to add a quick. This is a quick, real quick. So I was telling on the uh, like last podcast that it's quick. I wanted to do sober January, right? No booze, no weed for the month of January, and I'm still inviting everyone to join me. It's good for your body. You should do it, and I'm adding a layer to this, at least As for myself. As he has a beer in for his myself. hand right now. Aside from <laughs> posting about the podcast, I'm going social media free for the month of January. I would love to do that. I would this actually, like my own, if we uh, don't, like, if honestly, if I didn't do promotion for this and the other Beats and Brew stuff and my own music, I will I post would the, the podcast once a week, but that's it. I'm not doing that. Do you mean no logging in, no checking, no scrolling? No checking, no, no nothing. No, I've already, he already deactivated I, I, most like, of it. I've already gotten pretty good at this, so I've gotten rid of, on my phone at least, I got rid of Snapchat completely. I got rid of Twitter and Facebook off my phone, so now I'm down to just Instagram on my cell phone. I feel and like you should have it's Twitter. It's so great. You know what I click on a lot now because you still I'm still checking my phone all the time. I don't get it twisted. But you know what I click on now? The news app. And I read shit about like actual shit that's going on in the world and not just fucking stupid bullshit and people yelling at each other and Twitter beefing and calling each other names cuz they're too pussy. Here's the hard part life. about I I I'd love to do that, but the hard part about it is the way we got to promote stuff. I know, and I'm only going to do it for the month yeah. of June. I'm still going to promote the podcast and I'm still going to like that's the only thing you'll be on. My social media would be podcast only shit for the month of January. And I know people, I actually get people like, so on my Instagram live story, it's usually just 90% me posting clips of songs that I like. Yes, he does. And <laughs> I, I thought at first it was stupid, but then like slowly but surely I get random like DMs from like friends I hadn't seen in a while. Like, dude, this is really sweet that you do this. Like, it's a cool way for me to check out new music that I wouldn't have learned on my own. So people have told me to keep it up, so that's what I that's shout why I do it. In shout case out to those people. I usually post. It's usually like on the days that I'm, I'm not always. It's easy to listen to a lot of music for me because I always have a pair of headphones on. Ninety percent right. of my life, I have headphones on. So when I'm working, I'm listening to new music. So like I'm a multitasking person. I'm not just sitting around listening to music, not getting shit done. I'm listening to music while I work and make money. So it's a it's a nice little. Uh, I was on record world. saying Neil literally is always listening to music. He has <laughs> what's he really that does. Called? A little speaker. I got a little UE Mega Boom. Mega Boom is the shit. By the way, that UE Mega Boom. I'll plug that right now. Yeah, that's if great. You guys don't want to. That thing rocks. I've never Who's heard such a great. At, Neil? Huh? Who's the manufacturer? UE Mega Boom is the is the brand. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is it really? Yo, shout out to UE Mega Boom. It's great. It's super tiny. Yeah, I don't go anywhere without it because like if I gotta be at a party with some shit music or no music. I'm some top pissed. forty, some stuff. Like I saved the party, not country I party. I'm not gonna get that crazy with it. But like I was, we were at C Bone's Halloween party, and they didn't really have no music on. And I well, put on music in the thing. beer pong room, and it went up. I love him to death. He plays the same five songs. <laughs> yeah. I love him. But I love Corey. <laughs> he plays the same five. Dude, songs. Corey sent me a few tracks. I gotta, I gotta give Corey a shout out because I love him. He's oh, one of shit. my best friends. Yeah, Corey actually just put. Out some I'm stuff. not gonna oh. name him. I'm not gonna say anything about him other than Corey's got some fire up his sleeves. 
He's got three tracks that he sent me that I'm really super proud of. So shout out St. Johnny or Corey no, Corey Bujea, aka Seabone, aka St. Johnny, aka Johnny Five, aka Johnny Five. Is that the Five name? Foot Assassin Part Two? Hey, Piggy Bug got Fife Dog, bro. That's a high compliment. Him a five Foot Assassin. Well, that's what <laughs> Fife Dog's name is, bro. That's a compliment. Fife Dog's one of the best rappers of all time. I, yeah, I shout out to Fife Dog. Rest in peace. Um. But yeah, dude, I, <laughs> I just derailed myself. Oh, man. <laughs> um, what sound effect? Boop, boop, doo, 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 doo. Oh. Was that it? No, you know what I did want to talk about, though? What? Since we were talking about influences with Stan Lee and things that inspire you to do what you do, is there anyone that you can think of offhand that inspired you either to rap or to want to do like shows like this or Beats and Brews? Any like of this stuff. A single person? Yeah, can you think of any offhand? Because I've got a few that I can think of that inspired. I've never been in, I've never been a musician though. I've only been inspired to want to do this radio thing. I don't have a single person that really inspired me to do any of this. So it was kind of just my own really drive to do different stuff. I have like different avenues and everything. Mm. So it's kind of hard to say like a specific person, but I've had like specific like life influences, for instance, like just from like my family and aspect and stuff like that. That was like. You know, you need to kind of live your own life and do some stuff like this. You know, because I, 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 my biggest fear, one of my biggest fears is actually just getting stuck in a kind of like a hole where you're forced to do the same thing every day. And I, I'm, I'm really not good with, you know, like just monotonous work. But at the same time, you know, I know it's necessary. So, I mean, I love doing stuff like this. I love doing stuff like my own music. And I love like writing, like actual interviewing other artists and stuff like that. And physically right now stuff like that simply for the fact that it's stuff i like doing and it goes back to the hedgehog concept we were taking we were talking earlier it's like stuff i like doing stuff that i'm passionate about and it's not the same thing every day like i'm not talking to the same you know obviously besides neil i'm not talking to the same person every time (laughs) so that's why i kind of like you know like doing stuff like this but I don't have like go back to your original question. I don't have a specific person. Yeah. Not about Nick, I don't know if you have a specific person or anything like that. Or I mean, man, I mean, honestly, for me, like as cheesy as it may sound, like my parents are huge. I was gonna say Wayno, right? Me, you know, well, my dad's a musician, and he always, I grew up around him playing music, and then my mom has been one of the hardest workers I've ever known. She's a nurse at Wyandotte Henry Ford, and uh, and my nana, who also uh, played a huge role in. In raising me, she literally it's like worked every day, and and you know I, I feel like I got that work ethic a lot from them. And yeah, your I work ethic is crazy, dude. Just uh, in the studio every day. Proud, you know. I had you know rough patches, you know, years ago, and and now it's like now that everything's going great in my life, I just have so much more drive to just keep that going. And and one day be able to, you know, buy my parents a house and, and say, <laughs> don't worry goal, about man. a thing. Like I got you. You know, I I have no desire to make a lot of money and. uh that's not what I'm about here, you know, doing Just to anything. make enough to live. My you know? thing That's is, like, I want to just, like, live comfortable. I really don't care about being rich. I never really – I don't, no. I definitely don't want to be fucking famous. Right. And I'll tell you why, because you can never really go back to having a normal life. if you, no, like, yeah. get you to can, a You can, but you just have to navigate it the right way. You don't, you don't, you don't live in L.A. You live in your home city where the, there's not paparazzi out there chasing. You don't let yourself get a big head, you know, like – because moving out to L.A., I think, ruins a lot of people. That city will crush you if you're not ready for it. If you can't handle, like, Especially if you're young, partying is, and stuff and you're young. This is why, like, I almost wish there was a waiting period for record deals, like, for like for kids and stuff like that. But Just that's what's cool like, about streaming. Like, you need it. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's what's cool about the streaming. You could be in your home city and put shit out to the yeah. masses. But um, my thing is just like I'm, it scares me like when kid like when younger kids like maybe like fifteen, sixteen get record deals. Cause mm-hmm. like when they do make it, you know, you know when they do chick? get it, not, not even <laughs> not even necessarily her, but like even go like go back to you know your Chris Browns or Justin Bieber, yeah, you're like sure, yeah, like straight that. up. Like when you get like that amount of money, like that quick and that young, you don't, you never really had like a normal like nine to five job, so mm-hmm. you really don't know how to like you know like the value of like earning and earning it like that, mm-hmm. and you really don't know like what to do once you get it. Um, so that's so like you know that's why all these kids like have like problems and stuff like that. I feel like these days, I almost yeah, that's I why I say I wish there was a waiting period on record labels, like for like age, like an age limit almost. Yeah, I agree. Because I know like their parents have to sign off on it and stuff like that, but I don't think that's good enough. I really think I almost wish there was like how, like you know how in, like an NBA they make you go through college first or they make you go through like whatever. D League or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck developmental league it is. I almost wish they did that instead. I almost wish there was like a developmental record label well, there is, you but can they go just... to, like almost like yeah, to develop them you as an artist, and then you still, you know, do school. You and you learn how to actually act in interviews. You learn how to act like when the media fucking comes at you and stuff like that. Right, and then you know you can take a deal from there. But I, you know, that's just me. It's just like I feel like you get all that money too quick, and you really don't know how to appreciate yeah. it. Um, that's how people end up going fucking crazy, like all the Disney kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like all the Disney kids. I guess Hillary Duff, who hasn't gone crazy yet. She went crazy at some point, I think. Hillary Duff? I think she might have. How? Man, she's holding she it down. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Hillary Duff has not gone crazy no yet. Idea. No, for me, I'll, I'll just name because we're going to have to wrap it up soon because we got some guy to come oh, in yeah, to finish yeah. some engineering and stuff in here. But um, I'll name off a couple of my quick influences that maybe want to do this specifically, this radio stuff. Um. Obviously, Drew and Mike out of Detroit because I grew up listening to that show. Drew and Mike. That show inspired me to want to be on the radio and be fun because it's just like it just seems like the best job. You know, Dave and Chuck are the same way. Um, The guys from Ebro in the Morning, Peter Rosenberg, Ebro Darden, and Laura Stiles. I'm big fans of them. But most specifically, the one I want to pay homage to the most would be Stretch and Bobito. And if you're not familiar with Stretch and Bobito, they started an internet radio. Or not an internet, right? I'm sorry. They they broadcasted off FM. I think actually they started on AM and like they would say on the documentary I watched, they'd have to like you get the dial just right to get their show, you know. But they because they came out of college and they were doing a college radio show, but it became one of the biggest things in the world and something that I inspire aspire this show to be like because it became the hub for like if you made it as a rapper, you had to be up on Stretch and Bob first. Like yeah. the whole before Wu Tang Clan was anyone. Bobito tells a story about them mobbing the front door, and he's like, who are these nine dudes? I can't let these nine guys into the studio. My my production guys are going to kill me. And um, But like that, if you were who's anyone, Big, uh, Method Man, like all the Wu-Tang guys, Red Man, like anyone that was anyone, Nas, Jay-Z, all of them guys rapped on Stretch and Bobito before their careers took off. And I think that would be cool if my show could, or our, me and E-Man's well, show. Say, Damn, bro, cut me out. That's cool. Our show, <laughs> our show could take on that platform for like uh, Detroit musicians, man. Because I really, I love, I love championing music that comes from the city that I love the most. Um, so, well, anyone cool. like any Michigan Metro Detroit artists that want to come through, talk to us. Any of you we, artists want to be know artists? We appreciate it. I ain't worried about the producer. In. All up in the videos. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, again, I want to thank I want to thank Nick a lot because Nick Nick has been super inspiring to me as well. Because 
this guy recognized something in me that I never did. Um, and he's pushed me to do a lot of cool things. Where's and the, and hoo. Yeah. Oh man, we need a soundboard. But um, sorry, I'm getting in my emotional bag all of a sudden. You were getting um, in your emotional bag. I I guess it's pretty cool to see yourself on all these. This is like one this thing is surreal, that's really kinda. cool. Like you know, like the st- like I know we gotta wrap it up real quick, but you know the story about like National Lampoon, how they started out. No, I didn't watch that documentary. How is man? So they started off as like a they 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 did pretty much everything I'm doing now, and I didn't even know it. So they start off as like a news strip, which you know I didn't do a news strip. I did like a like just a regular article like website first. Mm-hmm. So I did that. They moved from a news strip, then they did a then they did like the newspaper stuff like that. Not news like the school newspaper, and then they actually had like a school radio show at one point where they were like doing like the comedy bits over the radio, which is awesome. I guess that was a big thing back in the day. Which I think it still is, but whatever. And then they went from there, and then you know they started writing the comedy sketches, and they moved on to movies, you know, like your Animal Houses and yeah. stuff like that. But they started like you know in their dorms, like making new strips and stuff like that. It's just weird how that little idea has built like kind of like a whole culture. And that's ideally what I want for Beats and Brews was to be a whole like a culture thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I want it to be, you know, that's why, you know, I did like all booking events and everything like that. I do a lot of events like that. Uh, we bring in different people into this show. You know, I go out to different shows. I always interview people like, you know, I got to travel around this year for mm-hmm. Beats and Brews. So, you know, talk to different breweries and everything like that. Like shout out to all those guys on my Asheville trip and on my Denver trip and, you know, all the other ones I've been doing around. So I mean that's just my idea for how what I want to do for this is just to build a culture around it, not just Absolutely, not just bro. you know this, I'm with you, man. not just my music, not just vision. anybody else's music, not just you know what other you know little shit I've been doing to events. I want it to be a culture around it. Yeah, man, yeah. I appreciate that. I, I I like that, dude. That's yeah. that's what we want to do, man. The bigger this gets, the happier I am, and uh, I'm driven for it. But uh, I guess I'm gonna end this off with. Giving a quick shout-out to the Detroit Pistons. We had a big-ass win over the Toronto Raptors last night. Basketball. They beat um, our head coach, Dwayne Casey's former team. So that's big for him in Ooh. their hometown. And they beat them 106-104 at the buzzer. Nice. Um, Reggie yeah. Bullock pulled up with a game-winning shot at, literally at the buzzer. It was amazing. It was a great win to watch. Like it, I, I dozed off during the third quarter because they were losing, and then I woke up literally like in the fourth with like, couple minutes left and saw all that shit go down so it was pretty sweet we didn't do your uh, and blake griffin had like 30 points last night it was sick your upcoming album plug that we do so oh I know man one, oh, i know, you you, I know, know one he wants to already talk about <laughs> so i'm gonna just let him take the mic i'll just just take the five minutes and do yes, it. yes loud just just talk about it anderson pock oxnard i'm super excited i can't um, wait for oxnard either for i've been record. anticipating this shit forever it's like executive produced and mixed by dre it's got Ninth Wonder on some of the production. It's got a bunch of people. It's got Snoop on there. It's got uh, J. Cole. It's got Pusha T. It's got yeah. Q-Tip. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited for it. Um, that's the last thing I got to say. That's it? That's it, it was bro. just Oxnard? That's it? Oxnard is the only one I'm carrying. That's, that's it? the only thing I'm going to be oh, listening shit. to tomorrow. Are you kidding me? I'm like, oh, shit, that's it? That's tomorrow. the only one? Shit about anything else coming up. Or Damn, you listen to the P.O.D. album or something? <laughs> hey, cut my life into pieces. That's not even P.O.D. It's not, that's not P.O.D. <laughs> that's how much you We are, we are. The That's P.O.D. There we go. I fucked up. Actually, there was something that I saw that was coming out tomorrow. Birdman has an album coming out. Who does? Birdman. No way. I'm Birdman. looking at it right now. Mariah Carey. It's around Christmas time, so Mariah Carey That's has silly. a album coming out. 
Oh, shout out to Black Thought though. The part two of his uh, like oh, streams of conscience. We got a nineties throwback coming out. We got a nineties throwback band coming out. Smashing Pumpkins has an album oh, coming shit. out. That's crazy. Okay, that's cool. I, I'm down for that. Mumford and Sons. I'm actually down for that one too. To be honest, uh, I don't. I don't mind Mumford and Sons. I have to be in a certain like mind state to listen to them. Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. I'm down for that one. But uh, all right, we're gonna have to wrap that's this about, up. That's about that's about it. Actually, they're uh they're rolling through in here so. Thank you to the Plymouth Rock Recording Studio again. Uh, we will see you next week from here. Next um, week. Peace. Right here. BB and POV, episode 12, out.